Welcome to the Triple M Breakfast Podcast for High Pages. Tradies, get more work with highpages.com.au. Visit High Pages to register your business today. All right, here we go. Everybody get ready in three, two, one. Live from the top of Caxton Street, home of Suncorp Stadium, Lefties, Gambaros and the Caxton Hotel. On 104.5 Triple M and the Listener app, this is Triple M Breakfast with Mardo, Margo and Dan. Triple M Breakfast. A big old podcast, Trent Dalton, on the uh, show today. We spoke to him for about seven minutes. Friendly as well. Yeah, I said, fuck me. He's just not like... I just love him. I don't even know him. Yeah, I'm gay for him. I've never met him Mm. and I just love him. Mm. When he answers the phone... Today I feel... uh, Gay. Yeah. yeah, just for him. It's a bit like the same Margo, way I feel about you... Billy Slater. Except I know Billy Slater. Yeah, right. Eh? I don't want to fuck him. I just yeah, love I him. I want to fuck Billy Slater. No, you don't have to to love someone. You don't have to have sex with them. No, I just the love the like he's just got a good aura. You know, it would just be full of rainbows and oh. butterflies and fairies and. But if you were single, oh, you'd no. root Trent Dalton. I'd come on. Hey, Boy Swallows Universe. Sorry, say by that the way, yeah. I don't want to spoil. Boy Swallows Universe is it, it is pretty dark at times, but geez, it's it, it's light at other times. Like it, it, within the darkness, it creates hope. You understand, you understand that there can be happiness amongst darkness, mm. and that's his life. And that you don't have to be defined um, by the cards that you're dealt. You know, you can create your own game, a new one. Yeah, Netflix are loving it. I hear they already are commissioning the sequel, Boy Shelves Universe. Well, Boy Conquers Universe is the one that that they're going with in the media, Daniel. Do you think this is funny? Seriously? Do you think this is funny? (laughs) Boy regurgitates Universe. Marto, I um, saw in our group chat just this morning, because, you know, I don't get notifications on WhatsApp, and so I've only just seen the conversations from two days ago. Good idea to turn them off. (laughs) Do you want to talk to the Australians and the Queenslanders of the years? Why do you want to do that? Oh, no, the Queensland nominations for the Australian of the Year. Oh, I hope he gets it. That's on tonight. It'll be announced. This is 9 o'clock on Thursday. But this bloke has started. Let's see the bloke whose photo I sent the first guy. Marco Renai. Yeah, that bloke there has started. He's actually, you know, people go, oh, we've got to do something for our youth, you know, about this youth crime. This bloke's already doing it. He is, he's got a, a, he started a secondary school himself to focus on at-risk young men. And he has got them coming out of there with jobs, with apprenticeships. He's actually doing something that should be done. Yeah, that's good to hear. Australian of the Year. Yeah. Men of Business and Queensland's Australian of the Year he's been nominated for. Then you wanted to speak to Reverend Robin and Reverend Dr. Lindsay Birch. Why? They're doing have a feed. They're feeding homeless people. Oh, that's I don't nice. know. There's all these people doing nice things. Are they yeah. feeding and them birch you know, music? Nice what about Emma McKeon? If I, the swimmer, you don't no, like don't. swimmers. I'd like freestylers. I don't like <laughs> breaststrokers, butterflies, and backstrokers. She's she's the freestyler, isn't she? I don't know. Yeah, is she the freestyle? She's Emma won McKeon. seven well, medals. Kate Campbell. I think so. Oh, hang on, I'll look it up. Yeah, how second many woman in history freestyle? to win seven medals in a single games. Yeah, but that's She's Marto's the one dating. Problem. Who's she dating? The Cody Simpson fella. Marto's problem oh, yeah. with swimming is that you can win that many medals because it's as if in the running you did. Okay, we're going to do crab walk now. Now we're going to go it's back. It's walking. Yeah. You know my feelings about um, Emma McKeon is was with who was the love triangle, remember? Was it Mitch? No, not Mitch Larkin. Oh, no. The big fella. Kyle um, Magnuson. Yeah, Kyle Chalmers. Kyle Chalmers. Chalmers. Kyle Chalmers, mm. um, Cody Simpson, Emma McKeon. 
Yeah, but they were never in bed, all three of them at one time. How do you know? How do you know? Oh, how dare you? Well, I'm just saying. Did you do freestyle? David Elliott is the co-founder of the Australian Age of Dinosaurs Museum of Natural History. No, we can let him go. McKeon did freestyle and butterfly, mate. Oh, butterfly's stupid. I reckon butterfly's Um, the hardest stroke of all the strokes. Which makes it stupid. stupid. It does Yeah, hold on. Margot, um... I'll hop. I'll do. Let's do the hundred meters hop. <laughs> oh yeah, that's really hard. Hundred meters hopping is hard. We don't do it in the fun, Olympics, though. do we? <laughs> like if you come up yeah, on someone funny. in the water that's activated their EPIRB and their boat sunk and they're trying to butterfly away from, don't. How good's the egg and spoon don't, race? Don't rescue, don't rescue do that egg, person. That's an egg idiot. and spoon race over hundred meters as fast mm. as you can. What about that one? That's just stupid again. That's no, the butterfly running. Be funny to watch. But breaststroke and backstroke—they're survival strokes until you do get rescued. Freestyle is when you spot an island and it's only four hundred meters mm. away. Do you or, breaststroke there? No, you freestyle. I better get there quickly. Or you see one of these. All right, or talking about swimming in islands. Freestyle. We were coming yeah, back yeah, yeah. from Australia. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Margot, hold on. Listen to this. Sharks. What do you do? What stroke do you do? You don't do butterfly. You don't do butterfly. As much splashing as you can. The shark will go. Shit! There's an injured fish. I'm going to eat it. Do you do backstroke? No, because it's slow. Do you do breaststroke? No. No, freestyle. Poo if... yourself and you start doing freestyle. Mm. Um, when we came back from Australia the other day, the question, mm. the hypothetical was posed. Um, if someone gave you a million dollars, would you swim from Stradbroke to Peel Island? How far? I said, yes. well, you wouldn't fucking make it. How far? To Peel? That's only about 2K, isn't it? Oh. 2K swim. There's, there's a fair bit of, of current sharks. going through there. Either at the top of high or the bottom of low, I'd have a crack for a million. Okay. Oh, shark shit, yeah. No one. What if you had oh. to do butterfly and carry an egg on a spoon too? <laughs> can I take a couple of chubby kids with me? And you can have a poo in the chamber. <laughs> when can I have flippers? You know what you are, Marto? You know when the planes do dogfighting and they release the chaff to scare off yeah, the yeah, missile? Yeah, yeah. That's when the shark's coming. You go, right, I help. We're not doing anything to shun the rumours that we're the most immature radio station in Brisbane. Yeah, but the ratings when are getting better. When did that better. boat happen? Uh, when on did our that boat Facebook, happen? Our Facebook. Someone said, what? oh, the most immature... Um, uh. Check the ratings. Group of radio they, hosts in radio. They clearly love it. Oh, who's that? All right, get that person. How would they know? That means they're listening. Correct. If they yes, know that. They and are. you can't tell me they don't giggle when we play this. You know? No, it was off the oh, back of one of those little videos. You know, <laughs> the little videos that our producer, you know, digital producer, she puts up. Yeah. Mm. How fun they'd be. Do you think this is funny, seriously? Do you think this is funny? <laughs> yeah, we do, all right? <laughs> so shut your mouth. So it's only two, <laughs> only two and a half K if I jumped in at Dunwich and over to Peel. You were That's talking. Million, you jumped in the Dunwich. No, done each. Oh, sorry. That's why you're immature. Did she? Did they actually? <laughs> did they? You were talking the about the ices, as in most Hamilton. immature down to most mature, like Dan's. Dan's the loser. Is Mardo's advice on how to distract a shark? Try to relax your anus. Oh, anyway, they don't pay me enough <laughs> to be here. Triple M breakfast with Mardo, Margo, and Dan Brisbane has talking. Boy Swallows Universe, book sensation, now Netflix global sensation. Let's have a listen to just uh, one of our favourite moments from the TV series. It's all right, sir. My stepdad's just making a drug deal. He's making a drug deal. Oh, <laughs> the soundtrack on this thing, Trent mm. Dalton, author of Boy Swallows Universe, producer extraordinaire. It's just Triple M music all over, mate. Good morning. Uh, well, hey, guys, it's so great to talk to you. Please know, please know, I was I wrote this book 
like between eight, eight and ten at night. I was listening to Triple M at night and and uh, while I wrote it, like so, I, I swear, and I put it on because I wanted to channel some of that stuff. And uh, so it's so funny you say that. It's it's no um no mistake. You know what I mean? It's it's all intentional that all those songs are just full Triple M classic. Well, you'd be lucky oh, God, you did it back true. then, Trent, because nowadays we've got Luke Boner on it. It'd just be full of weather reports. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, I, uh, mate. No, well, yeah. It, it was very familiar, just like the whole book was shot in southeast Queensland, or apart from Jimbo House out near Dolby. But, mate, you're the little boy from Brackenridge who ended up becoming Queensland's best journalist working at the Career Mail and the Australian newspaper. How much of this was actually autobiography and how much of it was in your mind did you really grow up the stepson of a drug dealer oh yeah i mean like my my mum left my dad and then she she carried her four sons that's me and my three older brothers the three older brothers who i i, I wedged into the one character of gus they're oh, all parts yeah. of my brothers that beautiful guy gus and yeah she <laughs> fell in love with this guy out at um yeah where it was, it was more ipswich way um yeah, he's a he's a heroin dealer. He went away for ten years to Boggo Road Men's Prison, and um, and that book was my big. Um, it was a big thank you to that guy for just being nice to me when I was a boy yeah. at a time when I like I was probably six, I wasn't Eli's age when that was probably my brothers were Eli's age, but um, I was about six when I knew this guy, and I you know I had turned to this guy and accidentally called him dad, and I remember him ruffling up my hair and just going, I'm, you know, I love you too, mate, but I'm not your dad. And, uh, and it, you know, turned out, I was like, oh, wow, there's all these questions I had to ask the adults around me. And, you know, all that stuff, like secret rooms and, the, like, there's, you know, there's a house that, uh, there's a house out in Switchway, there's a secret room with a red telephone. And all that, my brothers found that when we were kids. And uh, wow. I just my mind and I wanted to write a story about it. And, you know, to see that on film now and to see people around the world just sort of, going into that home like they recreated that home in infinite detail that's the truest thing you'll ever see but and then also yeah. you know the song character that's all my beautiful old man noel who's just got all these demons and um but just had all the love in the world for his sons and you know all that stuff so true you know but but yeah it's 50 50 in terms of truth and fiction and then the other the stuff that's not true like the kid busting in the bogger road women that's just what i wanted to do you know yeah. that's all just there. <laughs> fantasy i never, I never broke <laughs> bogger road women yeah Trent, tell us, it's been two weeks since uh, it debuted on Netflix and obviously you had your Brisbane premiere at New Farm Cinemas there. I was away at the time. I couldn't attend, but my social media was absolutely flooded with the red carpet premiere of Boy Swallows Universe, which has now, uh, funnily enough, been renamed Boy Conquers Universe because it has gone absolutely Uh, bunter. What was that moment like for you? You had your cast there. You've wrapped up months and months of filming and editing, etc., that moment where you're oh. on the red carpet, you're looking back at the fans, you're looking back at the people that are there to support you, you're looking at your cast that are portraying oh. their roles. What? Tell us about that moment for you. Well, Margot, let me tell you, your spirit was there. I tell you, you've been a champion of that book going way back. All you guys have. So absolutely, you were there with us. But uh, I'm telling you, they closed off. Anyone who knows that new farm area well enough, they closed off Barker Street. Yeah. They closed off an entire street where I used to park my car to take my kids to the movies. And uh, and then they had a Sky Blue Holden Kingswood. They had Brian Brown, Simon Baker, Travis oh, Spimmel, Phoebe Tonkin, all going around. And I'm telling you, there was 
people lining the street. And yeah. it, was, it was the most incredible thing because I was so terrified of writing that story, Margot. Like, that was the thing. Like, it was so funny that I, for 20 years I was so terrified about telling the world why I love people in my family who had done the wrong thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and it was the city of Brisbane coming out going, hey, not only is that all right. We love it. <laughs> you yeah. Know, yeah, not only did you, yeah, exactly. It's like, we're going to get behind you 100%. And it was, it started in this amazing city and, and now it's gone to, like, generally every corner of the world has, is, is seeing Brisbane and going, what's happening is they're seeing working class Brisbane. That's the coolest thing. I'm getting messages from working class people in Los Angeles, from working class yeah. people in Poland, to working mm. class people in Korea. And they're all going, yeah, I know what that's like. You know, I've been there, and it's like it's so heartening. And that's what that night felt like. Margot was like, everyone just going, "Yeah, these stories belong, and this story is just as valid as some story that takes place in New York or London or Paris." You know, and it was just like really, really amazing. And it was the people of Brisbane that started that that whole thing off. But Brian Brown was extraordinary as Slim Halliday, and then Sam, Sam, what's his name, the bloke for Simon Baker, he was incredible. Oh, as your dad. The whole thing was extraordinary, mate. Do you did you see this sort of success? And, and what Netflix don't normally hand out numbers, but they've been they've been saying a lot of things. This is a big hit around the world for everyone. Would you describe it as a dysfunctional? family through their younger son Eli trying to grab a better life is that how, how would you describe the story really oh, quickly? oh for sure that the, the thing that um the thing that people are responding to is you are allowed to to have love even though you've fallen through the cracks you know and and it's a funny thing that people make this assumption that that there there isn't laughter and there isn't love and even romance or or hope in, in within families who are just you know on the wrong side of the tracks or whatever people would perceive as being just yeah dysfunctional or kind of um you know just they a, were busted you know, they were busted humans you everyone around you but they still found joy I was raised you're getting me moved like I was raised by busted humans you know who yeah. just always reminded us like man my old man Marto, that Simon Baker character like he's yeah. really my old man. He would yeah. just say, I love you so much and don't you dare follow in my footsteps. Mm. And like, what a thing for an old man, for a Brisbane dad to say, you know? And it's just yeah. like, so you go for it and don't don't think that whatever's busted here is going to, is just, oh. is is in your blood. You've got all these other beautiful things in your blood as well and in your past. And so take that you forward. You can change it. It gives people stuff. hope, yeah, that you don't have to become what you, you where you come Look from. Look at Trent Dalton. Hey, speaking yeah, Trent of. Dalton, like, it, yeah. like Eli, you changed your life, mate. You grabbed hold of it and asked enough questions and changed your life. Now yeah. you're changing the world. Well, speaking of giving people hope, Trent, have you got a message to people who you took a risk writing a book, right? People who are in the doldrums who oh. don't like what their life is like right now. Yeah. Often people have an idea about what they want to do, but how do you do it? How did you will yourself on to write a book like this and take a risk on your life, mate? And now you've blown up globally. Oh, Dan, thanks, mate. That's so beautiful. Well, it was just, I, I, I really realise now, um, do the thing you're most terrified of and 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 own own your darkest parts because your destruction, um, your, your, your darker parts will not be the destruction of you. They'll be the making of you. You know what I mean? And like all that hard stuff oh, wow. comes to making of you. And that's, that's the biggest thing I've learned. And then just remembering that, um, it's, you know, in terms of writing or creating anything, no one has a voice like yours. Yeah. If you have a voice in Slacks Creek, if you have a voice coming from Darrow, if you have a voice coming from Brown's Plains, no one else has that voice, you know? And so, so it belongs it deserves to be heard just as much as any voice from the usual places we hear them, which is, you know, often Hollywood, <sighs> you know, 
or, uh, yeah. you know, London. And it's like, no, we need to hear more from Brisbane, you know. Why not? People we need in, to hear more from you, Trent yeah. Dalton. You're people a bloody Logan, We love you. People in Logan can pipe down a bit. we got a lot of noise coming from Logan and here, Margot Parker. <laughs> <laughs> the little girl from Logan definitely has a voice, Trent, doesn't she? Good on you, Trent. We love your work, oh, mate. Open invite on the show anytime. Go, Logan. Go, oh, Trent. Go, Boy Swallows Universe. Thanks. Thanks for everything, and thanks for being in our universe, guys. I really appreciate it. Thanks for the chat. Good on you, mate. Trent thanks Dalton, for man. Thanks for being you. Triple M Breakfast. With Marlo, Margo, and Dan. And we're going to continue judging or searching for the best burger in Brisbane. This is a tasty burger. Triple M.com.au. We want to find it. We want to shower riches and praise upon the business, the purveyors of the best burger, and also a voter up at triple M.com.au is up for a thousand dollars cash. Easy as. Uh, all week we've been talking about this uh, low-pressure system that was going to develop into Cyclone Kiralee. It was being declared overnight. It's got its name. And here it comes. A friend from Early Beach rang me yesterday, Arvo, and she said, oh, you don't, are you going to ring me in the morning? I said, what do I want to ring you for? She said, the cyclone will be coming through tomorrow. Well, you know, that's fair enough if you live in North Queensland because Channel 9, it would appear, has uh, all their journalists posted along the eastern coast of Australia between... Uh, where between Mackay and Townsville, they're all there at Headlands getting their hair blowing around. Whoa, yeah. it's coming, it's coming. Standing in puddles telling people to stay Ooh. out of flood water. Mm. Hard, to, hard to tell me when there's bright sunshine and their hair isn't moving that there's a cyclone coming. But anyway, it's going to cross the coast and it'll cause some damage, but it ain't going to rain. Can we just update things? It ain't going to rain as serious as they thought it is down here. Like, is it going to be like 15 or 20 mil on not even anything on Saturday? I think Saturday, on Sunday, they're saying potentially 10 mil, so not yeah, much. At and, night then, time. and then showers on Sunday yeah. up to 25 right. mil, so bugger all. So just so be, everyone calm be the farm. Rain. Everyone calm the farm. The media goes mad on these things, Margo, don't they? they get well, they've underwarned us before, and so now they're overwarning us to oh, save their asses. Ass. Yeah, oh, good cover me ass. Damned if they All do, right. damned if they don't. But they, exactly love the right. but they never get it right. Marta, I, I know. I love that you've said this before. Mm. Never has anyone got their job so wrong so often and still withheld their job. Like weather people, uh, like they always get it wrong. I'll give you one more. Economists they oh. predicted nineteen of the last three recessions. Mm. Wallaby coaches, you'd be sacked by now. <laughs> you'd be sacked by now. Now, listen, but there was one that stands out as overwarning us over and above. I honestly, I, I started to head towards the hills when I heard this one. We could see rainfall of up to around 1,000 metres or so oh, no. anywhere Holy within these what? areas. So it is a very nervous way for a lot of Queenslanders. Very nervous. Hang on. How much? 1,000 metres. We're going to get a kilometre of rain. We're going to die. A kilometre of rain. Now I can get We're going to die. <laughs> get the arm. <laughs> Women and children first. Surf's up, baby. <laughs> it's a tsunami. <laughs> Marto's Thought on Sport. Oh, if you just woke it up and wonder, wonder how the heat went in the final last night. They went bloody well. Let's Brisbane not forget. Yeah, buddy. Is on. They were on last night. I know they were lost the semi-final after being the best team all season. Their first BBL championship win since 2012 when Linney was at his peak of his powers. But last night they didn't have him. They had Josh Brown opening the innings. 53 runs by the big fella. He is a unit. And the announcement after the game that he's going today, or I think tonight or tomorrow, straight away signed with the Bangladesh Premier League. Has he? Playing. 
He's playing playing for the Chattagong Challengers or something or other. So a million bucks, he's, yeah. He's headed. Oh, I don't know how much they pay over there, but he's headed for the big time. Next thing will be the IPL, and he'll be buying his mum a house at North Lake. So well, it's a good story. Well, just quickly, Marta, when we spoke yeah. to Chris yesterday, Dan, you put the question to her: if his he mom. signed an IPL uh, deal, sorry, his mum, uh, yeah. what would she want? And she got all shy, and she said, "Oh no, nothing." He's done enough for me. He's I done love enough him. for me. I love him. He's mm. such a good boy. Uh, but later admitted she got a bit nervous when she was put on the spot, and he actually ho- owes her a a hubcap yeah. that he knocked off one of her wheels on when he took her car for a drive, so she replaced that. It's a great story. His <laughs> mum, his mum Chris, who's probably on her way back to Brisbane now, um, she has nine foster cats. Oh. There's little. Re- there's a reason Josh moved out of home recently. <laughs> She's the most mummy mum you've ever mummed in your m- life. Oh, sweetheart, uh, sweetheart. Come here. No, sweetheart. No, sweetheart. Sweetheart. Yes, sweetheart. Oh, my God. Yep. That was he yesterday. was great. <laughs> Captain Nathan McSween, he was super with the bat. Matt Renshaw weighed in late, and they made 166 runs, 8 for 166, and they rocked the Sydney Sixers early and had them bundled out for 112. Here's the last ball. Straight down the ground. Catch taken. Brisbane silenced the SCG. They bring the heat. A 54-run win, and Brisbane Heat are the big bash winners for the second time. Brisbane Heat is on. Even Margot. Even, Even I was Margo impressed. would agree that the highlight of the match was Michael Neese's catch. Ooh. He fell over the boundary. It's the most acrobatic piece of fielding I've ever seen. If you get to work, check it out. Michael Neese's catch is all you need to put in. He then assisted. He threw it back to Paul Walter. It was something to behold. Takes the pace off it. Pumps it high. Fielder comes round. Stands underneath it. It's Neese of all people. Gets it back to Paul Walter. He's so good, Michael Neese. Absolutely brilliant catch. Pretty impressive. Incredible. Managed to keep his body in the air while he threw it and then rolled into the... What a day. Out of bounds. So we win BBL, and today, we, as Queenslanders, we get to host the uh, test against the worst Indies. It's amazing. Uh, Spencer Johnson got the player of the match, and you think, forget the Norm Smith, forget the Clive Churchill. He got the Colonel's medal. Did someone say KFC? (laughs) Comes with a bucket. He's got a bucket. fake goatee and moustache and a little uh, one of those necktie things. 24-pack of nuggets. Yeah. Big moment in his career. It's Mardo and Margo and Dan on Triple M. Triple M Breakfast with Mardo, Margo and Dan. Currently, it's 19 and 92% humidity, but our Ooh. screen says Murray's 21 degrees yeah. and 80% humidity. I'd be more likely to believe the screen, actually. I don't think Google's yeah. updated in a while. Yeah, that's true. How yeah. are we all? Good, mate. Everyone ready for a big Aussie day? Mm. Yeah, our caravan is packed, ready to go. We are going to be heading up the Sunshine Coast hinterlands, staying at a friend's farm. There's going to be 10 caravans, 10 families going up. It's going to be unreal. We're going to have a dam. There's going to be slip and slides. There's going to be paddleboard jousting. You need designations. You know, I'd be rubber ducky. Everyone's Mm. got to pick a name. Margot, will you be convoying, as Dan suggested? Um, And do you have walkie-talkies between the cars? There's three of us leaving late this afternoon, and we all have UHFs. Yes. I'll be picking up some activity when I leave work here of a morning. Around the same time and around the same spot, there must be someone on my channel. Channel 13, if anyone wants to get me.
Rubber ducky. Have a chat. Do you know which yeah. Invasion Day protest you're going to yet, Marto? Oh. You decided? Um, the biggest one, and I'll be leading it. I'll have uh, a beheaded Captain Cook. I'll be carrying his head underneath my uh, right wing and going... What am I going? Death to colonialism and stuff like that. I'll be going. As a white Australian. Did you hear it in the news? That, a bunch of white people going death to the colonialism. Is there Did another you... Captain Cook somewhere where you can grab mutter? Because the one down in St Kilda's already been, um, well, be ankled. He's been uh, cut off from the ankles. Have you got a little bit I of think, audio yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. The what, statue what? of Captain James Cook near St Kilda Beach in Melbourne has been sawn off by vandals the day before <laughs> Australia Day. I used to live oh. right near that one. I know it very oh. well. The colony will fall. A bit oh more here. The words, the colony will will fall. We're spray-painted on the monument. What? Police will investigate the incident. Are they we sprayed him then yeah. cut him down. Hey, what was he? Was, did they use angle grinder? No, what, 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 they what used was the tool? Their... What, what was that tool that you two used to cut off that bike chain? Uh, that never happened. <laughs> uh, was angle. No, that didn't happen, but if we did, it was an angle grinder. Can I give you an early pun, Marto, to annoy you? What? Do it. Yes. Yeah. Where'd they cut it off, Margot? At the ankles. Marto? It was, it was an ankle, ankle grinder. Ankle oh, no. grinder. And now oh, I've got him to do it. That's why we're number one in Brisbane. Come yes. on. Hey, listen, um, there's a James here. Cook. Everyone, anyone been to Cooktown here? No. I love Cooktown. I there's a James it. Cook Where there. Is it? There's a James it. Cook in Sydney. So there's a few more. This might be a, might be cutting this them might down be the a lot. I'm against colonialism. I just call it town. Mm. Be like a dominoes effect. Mm. All of the cooks go down all over towns. Let's face it, all those people that jumped off the boat on January 26, 1778, they were all convicts. They didn't want to be here <laughs> either. They didn't want to come here. Triple M Breakfast. Don't you know Marto, Margo and Dan on the radio. Triple M Breakfast with Marto, Margo and Dan. Voting and nominations are open at triplem.com.au for Triple M's Best of Brisbane. The category we're focusing on right now, we want to find... The best burger. This is a tasty burger. So many nominations for this Ben's on Miller joint. We had one come had through a few yesterday. yesterday. And then heaps and then text on the website. On the burner yep. and then the website. Uh, Janelle from East Brisbane wrote, the fact I don't have to play gastrointestinal roulette after I eat their hot honey fried <laughs> chicken burger. Add pickles because it's always made with the best ingredients. No words can describe their mouth magic. Oh, about really? Ben's on Miller. Is she saying they're good because she's never been sick there? Is that her criteria? There's I think other it's ones as well. Hot honey. I think they're saying that she can they can make it hot and oh. it doesn't but without being it. too chilly I that guess you so. need no to go to the fire. toilet. Yeah. Old school barbecue in Deception Bay, thanks to Ryan and Kalanga, Tony and Acacia Ridge, Hellcat Maggie and the C B D. Like this uh. is this is great free advertising and marketing for anyone's business. I don't know why you wouldn't get on board. It's but you right. can win Margo. money too if you vote. Yeah, a thousand Margo, bucks. It's all right to text, but how they got a what email? Triplem.com.au. No, they've got to jump <laughs> on our website. Website. Yeah, go to the website. Ben Kirk, the owner of Ben's on Miller, is going to join us. In about 20 minutes' time, and you can nominate, vote, triplem.com.au. This is a tasty burger. Larry Emder is joining us up next. It's Australia Day Eve. You won't have Triple J on tomorrow because they've moved the countdown off Australia Day, so we thought we'd give you just a little Triple J fix here. Triple J, what a vibe bucket. Going to play you a song from a brand new band blowing up right now in Russia. They're called the left-handed pandas and the vodka cruiser clan. Got that next. <laughs> this is Triple M Breakfast with Mardo, Margo and Dan. Brisbane as. 
What a pleasure, though, to welcome to the show, host oh. of The Chase and Double Trouble premieres 5 p.m. Monday, January 29 on Channel 7 and 7 Plus. It's the one and only Larry Emder. Hello, Larry. Hey, guys. How are you? I'm so excited for our first question next week. Was where was the last place that had a 1,000 metres of rain? <laughs> 1,000 metres. Yeah, we're think, in trouble, Larry. I think Noah knows the answer to that, Larry. <laughs> he had to build a big boat. Larry, I'm so glad to have you on the show because only just weeks ago, um, somebody had suggested that perhaps maybe you had died. Oh, don't do the joke. Oh, stop it, no, Larry. No. They said, did you hear Larry Emder died? And I was like, what? No. And they're like, yeah, how, how old, old do you reckon he was? <laughs> All right. I was like 54, and they were like, lower. And I was like, I don't know, 50? <laughs> they're like, higher? Have you heard Larry, that And before, I was like, Larry. oh, okay, I get terrible. it, I get it. Have you heard that joke, Larry? <laughs> yeah, I, I, only like, only 100,000 times. But, really? But the, Margot, the, the bit, no, but the bit, I, this, that's the best time I've heard it, because you were told 54 and you said lower. So it's actually been my favourite joke <laughs> I've ever heard. Most of Australia has heard that joke. Hey, Larry, uh, now listen. If the chase is on, you must be on from five till six doing a double chase or whatever. So that means you've seen off, um, you've killed Eddie Maguire. Is that correct? I've killed Eddie. You've I've killed, killed Eddie. Eddie. Yeah. What so a headline. He's gone. He's off. So Pick the joke is, Aaron, did you hear Eddie Maguire died? Oh, how old? How old? Oh, Larry <laughs> killed him. <laughs> but Larry, tell us about Double Trouble because I watched the chase and it's impossible to beat one chaser and now you're doubling them up. We're going to have the super nerd and Goliath, super nerd, smiling assassin, the shark and tiger mum yeah, together. Well, yeah. So the way it works is the contestant gets to choose who they play. So you're not up against the, the two chasers per uh, se, you but you're standing speak. there, oh, gotcha. two chasers walk out, and then you kind of work out who you think you got the best chance against. So it, that, that's how the double trouble thing works. It's a world exclusive. It's, it's really exciting. It's, it's heaps of fun. Larry, I could talk chase all day, I'm sure, but I don't want to. Um, is there a society <laughs> where you, Grant, Denya, Eddie, and now Toddy Woodbridge, do you all hang out together or something like <laughs> quiz show hosts? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, yeah. We've got, like, leather bean bags and a fairy floss machine in the corner. But <laughs> the thing now that Eddie, Eddie, now that he's got a bit more time on his hands, uh, he's, he's elevated himself to president. Because <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was Daniel, because he was... He, because Denny was unemployed, he had heaps of time. Mm. But now, um, now Eddie's got some time to look after the group. Can we can we get serious, Larry? How many? What percentage of questions that you ask would you already know the answer to yourself? Zero. Zero. Oh. <laughs> that is correct. Higher. None. 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 I get. I get home, and my wife said, "My wife always would say, what did you learn today?'" And I'm like. Nothing. I wasn't listening to me. <laughs> if if only I could retain 5% or 10%, but I don't remember any of it. I wish I could. Maybe Which chases? They don't know any of the answers ahead of time. Like you could see how some no. people would think that because it's all programmed into a computer that they might be aware of some of them. They don't, no, do they? No. And what are they doing no. out the back, just reading no. encyclopedias? Other, other channels might do that, Dan, but not Channel no, 7. Course, hey, course. Larry, they have credibility <laughs> and respect in, yeah. in the industry. But are they just constantly reading? How do they know all of this garbage? I, I know. I know. I know. It's, I don't understand. I look at them and I go, how did you know that question about uh, Greek mythology and, and then sport and then weather yeah. and then uh, the Latin stuff and the Chinese stuff. and the ha- it, it's, it's amazing to watch them work, but no, they absolutely don't come anywhere near the question. Larry, can I ask the secret to longevity um, in your industry? Because oh, yeah. you, I mean, without 
you know, discrediting the fact that you've been around for forever, it feels like to me. Higher. As a young girl. Higher. Yeah. Higher. Like, Higher than forever. You know, you see Higher. these you see these little amateurs and newbies come and go, new kids on the block. Mm. They last five minutes and they're gone again. But you have lasted the test of time in a cutthroat industry. Um, how yeah. have you done it? And what's your, what's been your favourite part of your, your career? I know you don't listen to yourself, but what's been the, the most fun that you've ever had? Yeah. <laughs> I think, um, I mean, the answer to the question is I think I, I've been around for so long because I'm, I'm cheap. And, um, <laughs> like and I, I've said yes to everything. I, I've said yes to the dodgiest shows. I'm, I'm the yeah. most axed guy on television. So yeah. I've, I've said yes yeah. to celebrity dog school and celebrity splash and stupid horrible shows. But, um, Larry. But I, I just think I've been lucky. I've, I've gone from one to the other and I've been lucky, I suppose. Larry, I'm not going to mention his name. He's a mate of yours, also a mate of mine. And he told me that you once told him every time you get sacked by a TV station, you buy a house. Yeah. That's correct? <laughs> well, back in the day, not anymore... Back in the day, there was those redundancy payments, right? Oh, right. So you, yeah. you, you yeah. get. So I, I've had some TV contracts that go for three or four weeks, and you go. So you have to turn the the bad times into good. So I decided That's that right. you know you can't rely on television. So I'll make a little uh, little side Larry, hustle. Larry, come on, the host of the I Chase and Property Mogul. We love you, Larry. Open invite anytime <laughs> you want to join us. The Chase Double Trouble. Thanks, guys. 5pm Monday, January 29, 7, 7 plus. Larry Amda, thank you very much. Good to hear you haven't died, Larry, as well. Higher. Yeah, good to hear. Thanks, Higher. guys. <laughs> Triple M's the best. Best of Brisbane. Best of Brisbane. It is wide open. Triple M.com.au. We've kicked it off. We're looking for the best in all sorts of categories, but we're starting with the best burger in Brisbane. Oh. Go to the website, nominate up there your own business, a business you love. And also, vote up there, and a random voter will be selected to win a $1,000 cash market. We had so many people ring through yesterday. There was Mozzles, which is also known as Boz Burgers, from Tina at Springfield Lake. Steve from Inogra, he wanted to uh, nominate Maple My Day Burger at Wing Fix at Newmarket. It went off. But we were inundated with nominations for one place. We had three or four in one, in one morning. In particular, and that was just on the phone. We've got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of entries at triplem.com.au. What was the girl's name who ben, who you said Ben's on? Emma. Emma, Emma, Emma wasn't it? Yeah, Emma, Emma and Griffin. And then she came, we thought she had the name wrong, Sweet Baby Jeebus Burger. We thought, oh, is this Sweet Baby Jesus? And she went on to describe an incredible incredible oral experience. Well, the (laughs) owner and Mm. purveyor of said oral experience, Mm. Ben Kirk, who owns Ben's on Miller, is joining us right now. Tell us about the sweet baby Jeebus, Ben. Uh, How are you guys? Morning. Good, mate. There's a lot of love being shown for you and we'd never heard of you. What's going on? Oh, that's... Oh, not too much. Yeah, so the sweet baby Jeebus is a wild turkey maple glazed fried chicken. Holy crap. With bacon cheese yeah. and a bit of Frank's mayo, which is like a hot sauce based mayonnaise. And it's not too spicy. It all balances out with the sweetness of the glaze. So That, that was a burger that Emma was telling us about that is her favourite. And she's nominating you as got you guys as the Brisbane's best burger joint. Uh, tell us about Ben's on Miller. How did that become a thing? Obviously, a play on your name, Ben. Um, yes. Is it, is why that, did you venture into the burger Miller? market? What's Miller? Is that your last name? So the first shop that we used to have was on Miller Street. We don't have that shop anymore, but social media following and reputation, I just couldn't drop the on Miller part. Hey, Ben, how long have you been going? Uh, nearly 10 years. And somebody so, said you got food trucks. Where are you? What's your, what's your scope? 
So we are, uh, tonight we'll be at Fernie Grove Aqua Park. We're at Karana Downs on Friday night at the golf club. We're at Jim Boomba on Sunday. We're, you know, all over southeast Queensland, Jesus. basically. And you've got a store in Eagle Farm and Tingalpa, is that right? Yeah, Eagle Farm Monday to Friday during the day. And uh, that's our prep base and our trucks are housed there. And then uh, Tingalpa on Wynnum Road there. Seven nights a week and five lunches from Wednesday. What an Just straddling the river. Oh my gosh. you got both sides covered. We're doing our best. We do need something a bit further north. We get a lot of uh, requests to get up there. So that will happen one day. But Ben's on Kabucha. There's a lot of love about the Ben's on Miller. So well done. What you need to do now, mate, triplem.com.au, get this QR code so that you can scan it, get as many votes as you can. And if you are crowned the best burger in Brisbane, we'll come out and shout your customers and we'll do a bit of advertising here for you on Triple M. Someone could win $1,000 too. Sounds fantastic. We'd love to be there. No worries. Triplem.com.au is where you need to go. If you want to nominate, we'll focus on best burger for a bit, but then we'll pivot into all kinds of bests all over Brizzy. Best gym, best, I think you want to do smoking area at a bar. The best doser. Yeah, best oh. doser. Oh. No, uh, don't. Best pie. Best toilets. <laughs> best oh, Kurt Mann and Caelan Ponger at five. Don't that we're going to have those see-through ones, yeah. you know, where you can see out but they can't see in. All right. It's pretty cool. All right, so go. it's all basically everything you need to know is so a triple M. .com.au. Let's focus on Best Burger and we'll crown that. Model, Margo and Dan, you can listen in the car wherever you can. Triple M Breakfast with Mardo, Margo and Dan. Is tonight the big lotto one? Oh, 150 million, yes. You in? You no, in? Not yet. You've well, got to be in it to win it. My wife bought one last week when it was 120 or whatever. No. Amateur numbers. Yeah, no. Go 150. Didn't I go win. big or oh, go so home. <laughs> We, we contributed. Are you to saying? Are you saying there's people going 100 billion is not enough? But now it's 150. 150. I'm in. Yeah. What has it got to be for you to buy a ticket? Like 20 million doesn't inspire me. Over 100. Yeah. Mm. Not that oh, no, 20, 20 million, million wouldn't bloody help a lot, would it? But I don't know. But I you just, never win. You never win. You never win. It's That's all relative, Margot. Who wins? My sister. My sister, I'll give you one. My sister worked for Telecom, which was Telstra before it changed. She worked for Telecom, 10 girls in the office, early mid-80s, 84, 85, I reckon. She was the youngest, so she went down and put the uh, thing on at the news agency, bought the ticket. One girl didn't put her money in this week. The rest of them put in their dollar, whatever it was, $2. They won. Now, what did they win? $1.2 million and they had to spread it. So it was $120,000 each one of these 10 girls won. In, in, um, did they give it to the friend that didn't put her money in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, they, yeah. Oh, they were nice to her. So oh, I would have been them. like, nah, you missed out. Sorry, nah. love. Didn't nah, put your two bucks in this week. No, they're friendly. It cha- 120,000 changed their lives back in 84. Oh, it was God, incredible. Yeah. They bought it's a, a house. She'd just been married. Yeah, it was You unreal. take the two bucks off her, though. You give her 199,999. And give me the two. Yeah. Could you imagine, yeah. though, if you were that person that didn't put your normal numbers in that week and your numbers came up? Oh, can we get some of those stories? One, triple, three, five, three. I don't really care how much you've won. Can we get lotto disaster stories, things that have gone around? My nan's been playing lotto for 42 years with the same numbers and And never never won won. it. Never won. Okay, so my nan has won the lotto. She won 10,000 pounds sterling, like in the 60s. What? Very recently, she thought she won again, Margot, in a little syndicate, and she called all her friends. There's five of them. They're all in the 80s. We've won. We've won $1.5 million each. Oh, no. Got the numbers wrong. 
There's one old duck who's on the pension, Barb, had to call yeah. her back and say, oh, hey, Barb. Sorry, babe. No, we didn't no. get that 1.2. Go back, back to your 200 food. bucks a week. Yeah, back, back to dog food, Thank you. Back in the home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now, we you three, five, three. Give us your best lotto stories. I mean, look, if you won, great. Sure. But I can guarantee there's not many here in Queensland because they all come from Victoria. I reckon every time you hear someone's won lotto, it's in Victoria or no, New South Wales. No, don't they reckon Narangba, I think in Queen is it Narangba or Morrow Field? Not be Morrow Field is the most had the most winners in Queensland. Or if you own a news agent and you reckon you're due for a lotto win. If you haven't had a win yeah. ever. Yeah. We might send some people down your way. Have we got lotto tickets to give away? We do. We got your oh. shot at 150 mil. Remember to gamble responsibly and get a dog up you. John in Upper Coomera, your dad picked up a bit of cash, did he? He certainly did. Uh he was in the syndicate uh, with a group of people. Um, he got $500,000. Yeah. Um, and I think it was, I think it was actually about five or six people, actually. I think, um, yeah, so it wasn't too bad for himself. Life-changing stuff, John. hundred grand. Yeah. What do you well, do with he, he bought himself, he bought himself a unit and he's still mm. got a hundred grand left. So, you know, he's doing well and he's on the pension. Did he squander that or is he, uh, he using it well? No, he's using it well. He's actually got it in a savings account uh, on a separate thing. So, so he no actually got. No one likes your story, yeah, John. Yeah, People no, wanted so he... to see that your father had become a raging alcoholic. Hey, did thing. he I give any to you? Yeah. Uh, he he will. He always looks after me. Anyway, you know he's back in Melbourne, so he does look after me. Did you say you no, have? It's... You've never won though, John. Have you? You've been playing and you've never won anything. Uh, I won a trip to Queensland one oh, time when I was like... bragging, John. What, never went home? Calling up that they won all this money. One way trip. Dad picked up half a mil. It's making me sad on my Thursday yeah, feels like Friday, that's Glenn. sickening, Glenn. Give Have us you some got a misery. better story than that? Yeah. <laughs> Glenn. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Give us some misery. What is it? Um, I was travelling around Australia in 2001. I was in Tasmania and I was in a news agency and a young guy walked in and asked the girl to check his ticket. And he won $2.7 million. He knew he had won it. Yeah. Um, she nearly fell over, um, but uh, a bit of a story to it. He uh, worked for a company called Incap Marine, and they were putting a lot of people off, and they put this old guy that he'd done his trade with off. Oh, so he walked man. in and resigned and said he wanted that old guy to have his job back. Oh, oh Glenn. that's Glenn. beautiful. Yeah, oh. yeah, no, he was. Uh, the, and uh, the story was he went over to Europe and never came back. Do you, you know what would have been nicer, guys? You know what would have been nicer, Margot? Would be if Glenn gave the old bloke $2.7 million and kept working <laughs> yeah. himself. Not Glenn, but the guy that Glenn saw. Glenn, yeah, do you know, play Lotto yourself? Uh, yeah, I do. I've had, uh, since Lotto was came into Queensland, I've had the same numbers for eight games and I've Probably won a combined total of two hundred and fifty dollars. That's point. better. Yeah. That's what we yeah. want. Misery. Yeah, make us feel better about our crap. Glenn lives. will continue to play those same numbers, won't he? Forever. Well, they're due for a win. As a, Kabulcha as a, seems to be a bit of a place. Christine and Kabulcha. Good morning. Hey, Brecky Crew. How you going? Yeah, nice. good. Morayfield. Most amount of wins. That's not far from you guys. Uh, do you often pop in and buy numbers, Christine? Yes, I do at Morayfield. There's two special shops that I go to that I have a little bit of luck, not not yeah. big, but mm. you know, a couple of hundred dollars here and there. So I'll be going to them tonight. Mm. Uh, but my sad luck news was back in the day. I don't know if you remember. You had to write the numbers. There was no automated that sort of thing. And on the back of the tickets was your numbers for your Super Sixty Six. Yeah. So we had a syndicate of 10 people in this um, syndicate. The jackpot was, I think, $666,000. And I used to go around to the different news agents, get different tickets, different numbers. 
looked at this ticket that I had, 666966, didn't like that one, put it to the bottom of my pile, filled oh, no, no. out another one, walked in that day, the next day at work and said, guess what, here's the winning ticket, but I didn't use it. <laughs> so oh, I actually it was the one the you ticket. discarded. Yep, because of all the sixes. All the it sixes. Was, so what did you not win, six, Christine? How much did you miss 606, out? $666,000. Oh, sixes were supposed to be your number, Christine, and you thought devil's numbers, did you? Yeah, but and you I know, put it to the bottom of the pile. I was like, I think I still framed it, and I don't know where it, the ticket is now, but long gone because that was way back. Sliding doors moment. That's the sixes nice. are also representative not only of the devil's numbers, but in Chinese, the sixes yes. are good luck. Well, oh, yes, someone told me that in the team that was in the membership in the syndicate. They said, you know, oh, that's a good no. luck number. Oh. Well, the Chinese are Bugger. lying because that was terrible luck for you, Christine. They completely led <laughs> can, you astray. Can we Christine there. tickets for tonight? Yeah, you can have a hundred fifty million dollar lotto ticket, Christine, on us. All right, a quick pick. Glenn can have one too. Glenn can have one too. Everyone who phoned up, one triple three five three. We've got. Oh a no, not the first guy whose dad won a half million. No. Give him that. <laughs> but he didn't win. Marto, Margo and Dan on Triple M Breakfast. They're Brisbane as. Hey, uh, yeah, I know we need to um, talk about the cyclone. It's serious for North Queenslanders. And I know down here it sounds like it's not going to have much impact. But the thing is, we love our North Queenslanders. We're all in this together. So we thought we'd better go straight to the north and talk to Brent Tate, former Broncos, former Cowboys lead, Maroons legend. How are you, Tatey? Good, mate. Now, weatherman, what a sound, I think. Oh, well, Tatey, yeah, but... the word down here is not good, mate. This was on our news. 1,000 metres. You're not in for a kilometre of rain, are you, mate? Yeah, I'm not sure, mate. Um, it's well, hold on, Tatey, 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 Tatey. Before we get to footy, uh, before we get there to the cyclone, can we just I talk know. footy? The Cowboys, have they been working hard? Because last year they dropped away at the end. How's the pre-season been? Mate, they're battening down the hatches expecting a Category yeah, 1 cyclone. I've got way bigger fish to fry than the Cowboys, Marto, this morning, mate. But is Tom Alolo, how's Tom Alolo's weight? Has he has he kept it off? Is he going to have a big 24? How many chickens did he eat pre-season? We need him to have a big season, that's for sure. But I think he's all right, mate. They've been training hard. It's been hot up here, so they, they're going good. They'll be, they'll Chad be right. Townsend? Chad Townsend? In, oh, you know, is gonna, he shaking are we, off? Are we, we going to do the Scotty Drinkwater. Did you see Scotty Drinkwater <laughs> broke the time trial? Can record? we talk Kira Lee? Uh, there is a cyclone coming. and North. Is he a debutante? Kira Lee? Kira Lee, isn't that the cyclone? Isn't that why we're bringing Brent weather correspondent in We've got Brent Tate on. We don't want to talk cyclones. Has Townsville battened down the hatches, though, Tate, in all honesty? The town sounds like it's a little eerie. Everyone's taken shelter. Yeah, oh, everyone's pretty casual up here, I must admit. But oh. I think most people are sort of packed up and ready for whatever's coming. It's pretty calm at the moment, so nothing too much really to report. So, um, oh, boring. Yeah. Listen, Todd Payton. <laughs> boring. Todd Payton, is he, has he changed any of his methods? Are they running up Castle Hill? What have they been doing? They're doing everything, mate. It's pre-season. Of course they're running up Castle Hill. So they're, uh, they're going good, mate. You'll be happy to know, mate. I reckon I'll bounce back this year. Tatey, has the real panic buying up there been in Dan Murphy's? Tell us about Is, is this a real Great thing? Northern. If the local residents are still sitting uh, on the corner with their tallies and brown paper bags and the ICs are still wandering the streets in their TNs, I think Townsville's going to be safe. Yeah. Two words, Tatey. Can you confirm or deny that this is a real thing? Cyclone party? It, no, it's absolutely a real thing. Yeah. I went to Dan's yesterday and the car park was chock-a-block, mate. It's hilarious. <laughs> but, I mean,
mean, we breed them tough up north. Is anyone genuinely concerned about what's happening or is it pretty much just an inconvenience? Shops are going to be shut for three days. It's a Category 2 now. Is there much panic going on? Because every journalist from down here is up there beating it up like we just heard. 1,000 metres. Nah, on, honestly, it's everyone's pretty casual, mate. I, yeah. I think most people clean up and pack up and sort of get, get ready for it, but um, I wouldn't say that there's too much panic in the town, that's for sure. Two words, Tady. Cohen Hess. Um, <laughs> how strong is he? How strong is he this preseason? Uh, they'll be fine, mate. Oh, why are we bother talking about you? Tady, you don't do you want me, talk, Tady, do you want me to bin Marto? Just say the word. Bin him. Yeah, bin, bin him, mate. Get out, Marto. Ten minutes. Why does Tady even pick up our phone calls? I don't know anyway. why you bother with us, Tady, but it's a pleasure and a privilege. Uh, Cowboys, Maroons legend. Thanks, Tady. And sorry about Marto. That's a good That's Cowboys right. preseason. Take care, guys. See ya. Good, good luck. Good He's luck. got the fridge fully stocked. Tady will be just fine, yeah, I think. And you need to take a good hard look at yourself. Tady works, Tady works in insurance. He's, oh, he sells no, insurance. I don't know what type of insurance. Is it if it's um, like house insurance? Yeah. He might be coming into some money. No wonder he sounded so happy. No, 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 he no, wants no, there to on. be no, no storms. No, no what? Yeah, what? <laughs> what happens when a cyclone hits? He has to give people money. Oh, yeah. no, but people might be buying insurance because they know that the storms are coming this season. What was that people ad? Don't. Maybe they're just like, pumping it up. If so people, that people ring Tady this morning <laughs> and they say, "Can I get some insurance on my house?" He's not going to give them. What the day before? It'd be a pretty bad insurance salesman. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Triple M Breakfast Podcast for High Pages. Tradies, get more work with highpages.com.au. Visit High Pages to register your business today.